You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Welcome to this edition of the Critical Mass Radio Show and podcast. I'm guest host Rick Gerard, and this is podcast episode number 1109. Our guest today is Brian Montez. If you would like to learn more about the radio show and podcast or our CEO Peer Grips, visit the company's website, criticalmassforbusiness.com. It gives me great pleasure to welcome Brian Montez. He is the president of Scalosity Works. By working with matters of critical importance and developing impactful solutions, Scalosity Works helps empower executives to become employers of choice and greatness. Brian joins us to give us insight into his global experience and how to build efficient and productive enterprises. Brian, welcome to the show today. Rick, thank you very much. Looking forward to it. Absolutely. So uh, let's start with you sharing an interesting story from your professional path to today. Sure. You know, we all have uh, stories in our lives and defining moments that sort of kind of guide where we go and where we've been. And so, you know, throughout my career of, of doing business in over 12 different countries, I've got a lot of stories to share, but I'm, I'm going to pick one today that really resonates. My last corporate job, I worked for a, I went from working for a Fortune 500 company mm-hmm. that moved at the pace of molasses to working for a single entrepreneur, founder of a company, and uh, hard-charging, retired Marine ex-sniper. Ooh, that must be fun. It was a lot of fun. Learned a lot <laughs> from him. And uh, so joined his company. I was thrilled when he offered me the job because I was aligned with his vision and his values. And uh, joined the company. It was about $65 million in size. And it was growing very quickly, and in just a few short years, we grew it to 85 million. Nice. And uh, so things were things were moving along fast, and then all of a sudden the wheels started coming off the bus. So what do I mean by that? Well, you know, at that point we were growing, and we were not implementing the right systems to support that growth. And then he started spending money on business, other businesses, to try and diversify. And so when that started happening, uh, you know, then the crash of 2008 hit, and then we never recovered from that slump. 2010 hits, our balance sheet is unhealthy, we're not recovering. And, and it, he got to a point where he wasn't listening to advice, he wasn't taking feedback, he had no board to guide him. Um, and it really just became a very bad situation where he wanted to retain control over everything. And that really was the lesson that I got out of this whole situation. Wow. You know, and, and the painful part of it was having to, to shut down a company that had 350 employees, they, 350 people lost their jobs. And, and we shut wow. that company down. In one in fell swoop. In one fell swoop, we ended wow. up having to shut that company down. And, and, and so the, that whole life lesson of, of trying to retain too much control can backfire on you because you can still lose everything when you try and retain that much control over something. So that, that really is just a, a life lesson that I learned the hard way. Yeah, I would imagine so. So fast forward to today. Tell us a little bit about your firm. Yeah, so our firm's Glossity Works. You know, um, you know, from a purely business standpoint, we work with uh, restaurants and hospitality industry, manufacturing and distribution, professional services, nonprofits. Um, we also work with a lot of startups that are getting ready to transition from having independent contractors to having you know payroll staff. We also work with international enterprises that want to put a footprint here in the U.S. and you know so they're coming over here to put a, a sales arm in or some type of operation and they need to get established over here. So sure. those are some of the different industries and companies we work with, um, and we work for anybody that has just a few employees up to a few hundred, um, providing a variety of solutions ranging from you know payroll all the way through the strategic consulting on the talent management side. Um, but really, our most successful cl- client relationships are the business owners and the C-suite executives that have a growth mindset and they you know they want to work with people that want to tell them what they need to hear, not what they want to hear. Gotcha. And, and they're focused to, to, on fighting that, that status quo. 
So what's your your most successful market niche or market? Um, definitely, our most successful market niche is definitely the restaurant and hospitality industry, okay. and then manufacturing and distribution. They're they're running parallel right now for us. Okay, sounds like fun. It's a lot of fun. So what do you enjoy most of it? Um, the fact that it just never gets boring, right? There there is always something new in each industry both days, especially in restaurant hospitality. It's just something new almost every single day. So you're never bored or you're never surprised. Yeah. I would imagine so. So what makes you guys unique and it makes you stand above your competitors? That's a great question. So what makes us unique and what we focus on is really becoming and helping organizations become an employer of choice. We didn't coin that. We didn't come up with it. It's been around for a while, but really, it, it really has become a core tenant of our company and a focus. And what we mean by that is, you know, when you take a step back and think about it, we spend about 90,000 hours of our lifetime working. So do you really want to create an environment where Mondays are dreaded, where, you know, uh, employees are not held accountable, your team's not held accountable, right? There's so much that has to go into creating a workplace that thrives. So, you know, we work with organizations and we, we help them uncover operational and organizational challenges that ultimately lead to, you know, inability to hire, retain talent, grow the team, plan your workforce development. Um, so, you know, whether those issues are related to labor compliance or revolving new hires um, or that your overtime is doubled and your productivity is down, these are all issues we can help address with your talent and your workforce. So um, if I've got time for a quick story, I can tell you one. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, we've got we've got a, a multi-location restaurant group that we're working with right now, and you know about a year ago we engaged them and they engaged us, and the whole point of that was they wanted to become an employer of choice. They didn't realize it in the beginning, but they were having a lot of trouble with their systems. They lack systems, and they also lack the ability to hire and retain general managers to run their stores. So what made them want to be an employer of choice? Uh, because they finally realized it was hitting their bottom line. They were got realizing it. the cost of not having the right leaders in place. Yeah. Yeah. And they were really starting to look at it from a financial perspective. Sure. Right? So over the past year, we, we spent a lot of time building out the KPIs and putting the systems in place. And the result of doing that has now given us the ability to go out and retract and hire competent general managers to run their stores. These are, you know, these each of their stores runs at about $3 million a year gross sales. Nice. So it's a, it's a good size operation yeah. for each standalone store. So you've got to have a competent general manager in, in there, a good leader to run that run that store. So we're at a point where general managers in the industry are willing to take a chance and say, I will go work for this restaurant group. It makes sense. So me being in the recruiting business, the next question is, well, how did you attract that guy? So it was a, it was a variety of that factors. Yes, yeah. vari variety of factors. Um, one, we made sure that they had all their costs and accounting figured out. So we brought systems in place to make sure that they understood their finances and that they could really measure all of their cost of goods, their labor, and they had that system in place. Perfect. We brought some other tools in as well to help them with, with their labor compliance. And so we really focused on getting systems in place so that the business had the data that it needed to make good decisions. So that was the first step. Second step was really working with the owners to start to shift the mindset, right? And and making helping them understand that the days of the attitude of I, you should just be grateful I gave you a job yeah. doesn't work anymore, <laughs> right? So really, that still exists though. Sadly, it does exist right? a lot. So uh. we worked on that mindset. And then we started to take a look at the values that the owners wanted to uh, have throughout the organization. We started building internal training programs. So training so that somebody can come in as a host and realize that over time, they could work themselves up to a GM through internal training and-, and So and you, you provided a growth path. Correct. Yeah. We started to create workforce planning and, and growth paths. And uh, then, of course, we also took a look at, at what was the right compensation packages and what did we really need to put together to go out to market and say, hey, you know, GM, this is a great opportunity. We're going to compete with the with the package we're going to offer you, and here's the the additional potential down the road, and created that vision of where the organization's going, the additional restaurants that'll open up. So you create that vision when you go out to recruit as well. That's outstanding.
And so what's been the result of that? So the result of it is that uh, one GM is officially on board. He's in his third month, and, and things are going very well. We're starting to see those, those incremental improvements in, in that store. And we're in the process of recruiting general managers for the rest of the stores, and the pipeline is starting to fill up. Okay, that's fantastic. So we need to take a quick break. Uh, we'll be back in about a minute. We're talking with Brian Montez, the CEO of Scalosity Works. Richard Franzi's written what Marshall Goldsmith has called an incredibly poignant foray into the realm of unintended consequences of executives' decisions. In Killing Cats Leads to Rats, Mitigating the Unintended Consequences of Business Decisions, Richard Franzi takes a close look at the impact of unintended consequences on business performance and employee engagement. Through the retelling of the experiences of executives at Pepsi, Wells Fargo, Kodak, Volkswagen, and many others, Richard paints a compelling real-world account for how executives leading firms of all sizes must do a better job of anticipating and controlling the outcomes of their strategic business decisions. Killing Cats Leads to Rats is available through major bookstores in paperback, Kindle, and audiobook formats. To learn more, visit www.richardfranzi.com. And welcome back to this edition of the Critical Mass Radio Show. I'm guest host Rick Gerard. Um, all shows can be heard at any time on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, Sprecher.com, and several hundred former guest websites and CEOs appeared on the show. We started in 2009 and our show has reached hundreds of thousands of listeners through our live stream podcasts and other platforms. We simply type Critical Mass Radio Show into your podcasting software to find our weekly show. I would like to return to our interview with Brian Montez, guest number 1421. Boom, Rick's done a lot of shows. Yes, he has. <laughs> the next question that I had for you, because you, you mentioned uh, employer of choice and in, in so what critical factors are required for a firm to be recognized as an employer of choice and deliver sustainable growth? That's a great question. And, and of course, there's, there's external ways to measure that. But really, first, start off by saying that, you know, first, my employer of choice and your employer of choice could be completely different, right? Totally. Because we want different things in our lives yeah. and we've got different paths and outcomes that we want. So there is that variable. However, when we work with organizations, there are some very uh, consistent characteristics that we try and build into that organization to move towards that culture and mentality of, of employer of choice. Sure. Uh, one of them is, you know, when people are looking for who they're going to work with, they've got to have a belief in that leadership team. So that is critical that that gets instilled within the organization, that the person that's coming on board, for them to make that decision, they have to believe in the leadership team, the values that are there, are they aligned with those values? Can they see a path with that organization? Do they believe that leadership team is making the right direction? So that belief is fundamental sure. in that process. Sure. Empowerment and reasonable autonomy. At the end of the day, you know, people don't want to be micromanaged. They, they want, most people don't want to be micromanaged. Um, they no, want, I would agree with you. They want some yeah. autonomy, right? Yeah. They want the ability to, to, to choose when and how they deliver their work product. And they want to be empowered to make some decisions and have the ability to you know, make those mistakes accordingly. So empowerment and reasonable autonomy is a key part of it. Career investment is another key component. At the end of the day, you know, we're looking for, it, it's a two-way street. 
that that team member that comes on board is going to be investing in the organization, and is the organization going to be investing back into that person? Are they going to provide training? Sure. Right? Are we going to we're going to work on skills gaps and and do things so that they can promote and climb the ranks and and develop themselves professionally? So is there investment from the employer coming aboard? So really, the value that your firm is also bringing is that strategic kind of coaching that you're giving your clients as well as in in creating that brand and helping them, you know, really move forward. Correct. We'll provide yeah. the strategic side to it, and we'll also support them on the implementation, because that's Got often it. where it falls short. Sure. So. Sure. Absolutely. So explain to our audience how, as your firm grows, you are ensuring that it remains nimble in thought and organization. That's a great question. And there's a couple, there's actually three things that we focus on with that. And one is just the client retention piece. Sure. Um, you know, we really pride ourselves on, on making sure that we don't give our clients a reason to leave. And so we do that through a couple of key ways. You know, we set and manage expectations early on, and we're constantly communicating those expectations so that it's going back and forth both ways. Sure. So there's no unexpected surprises. We communicate heavily, and we, we ask for a lot of feedback from our clients. Okay. What's working, what's not working. We want that continuous feedback loop so that we can get better as an organization sure. and that we all also all know where we stand. Uh, training and delegation is the other big piece internally. Um, you know, learning the hard way about trying to retain too much control. You know, I have to be cognizant of making sure that as I start to build my team, that I have the training in place as they come on board, I empower them to do their job, and I let them do that, and I delegate that, and we make sure we do that. And then a culture of autonomy internally is, you know, again, really recognizing that as we expand our team, we need to have those people do what they're hired to do and let them do what they do best. Yeah, and I would imagine that people are going to be attracted to the fact that you're providing value above, to your clients above and beyond what other people are doing. I, I, as a recruiter, like to make sure that I ruin that client for anybody else. There you go. <laughs> That's my mission in life. <laughs> Set the bar high. Right? If I do a great job and somebody else comes to him, um, if it, now if I haven't done a great job, then you know there's the adverse. But So author Michael Gerber says CEOs spend most of their time working on their business and not actually in their business and not on their business. Can you share what you spend your time with outside of your business and how do you learn new skills? Another great question. Sure. Um, and again, I have a few ways I go about doing this. One is, is uh, join an accountability group. So because that question always comes up as a business owner, how do you keep yourself accountable? Yeah. So uh, joined a, an accountability group recently with some other professionals and we meet once a week and it's just for an hour and we're all from different businesses. So we help each other. Is that like a peer group type? Yeah, it's very similar okay. to a peer group. And uh, we meet and we just talk about a challenge that we're having and try and brainstorm working through it. And the other thing too that hits the pocketbook because every week we set, okay, I've got to work on this between now and next week. And if you come into that meeting the next week and you haven't done it, you end up shelling out some money. So, oh, there's, really? so, so there's some skin in All the right. game. So All I've right. got my accountability group, which is great. I'm really uh, glad I invested the time in that. Sure. Um, and then I really- Is that something you built out or- No, I was asked to join it by another business okay. associate that I had. So. Very cool. And then uh, I am very focused on constantly trying to read and go to conferences. If I can at least read one book a month, there's so much to learn from other professionals. Oh, yeah. So um, recently downloaded the Audible app because now I spend so much time in my car. I'm like, you know, I'll start listening to books that way. Um, so I definitely do a lot of reading and I try and attend a, at least a conference a month because there's so much to learn by attending different conferences. You network a lot too, right? I do network a lot. Yeah, because I've seen you out and about quite a, quite often. <laughs> I, make the round, <laughs> I make the rounds. So, And again, that's a great way to keep learning as well because yeah. we, we can all learn from each other. And the other key thing that I did in terms of trying to stay focused on working on my business and not always in it is I dropped the task list. And what I do now... What does that mean? So what it means is that what I do as I look at my week is I calendar out everything. 
you know, as such a good example, planning for this show. Sure. I, I actually put it into my time block. I, clocked, I blocked out two hours to sit down and really think about what do I want to communicate to this awesome audience? And so by putting it into my calendar of I'm going to carve out from two to four, whatever it is, and not making it a task list, it's now built into my schedule for the day, which means I'm stopping other stuff. I'm getting that done because it's in my calendar to do instead of just a task list that sits out there saying, okay, I know I need to do that, sure. but I'm going to assign a time or a date to it. So I'm going to keep pushing it off. Gotcha. So those are some of the things I do to really work on the business and keep growing professionally. Fantastic. So how does somebody get in touch with you and your company if they want to learn more? Sure. You can get a hold of me by emailing me at brianm at scholosityworks.com. Spell scholosityworks for me. S-C-A-L-E-O-C-I-T-Y works.com. Combination of scaling and velocity put together. I like it. Um, you can also go to my website at scholosityworks.com or you can just pick up the phone and call me, 949-298-7705. Brian, hey, thank you so much for being a friend of the show and uh, a member of the critical mass uh, business community. I'd like to thank our engineer for today's show, Paul Roberts, our producers, without whom this show would not be possible, Joan Park, Crystal Nunley, and Haley Stern. I would ask you connect with Rick Franzi, not me. Well, you can connect <laughs> with me as well, but Rick Franzi uh, on LinkedIn. Um, his latest book, Killing Cats Leads to Rats, Mitigating the Unintended Consequences of Business Decisions, is available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and other booksellers. Until the next show, I hope that all your business decisions move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi. 